Heavy Crown Radio, you know it's going down With Denise, you can see, she's the queen with the crown Talking real life, wild nights, and current events Breaking down, even giving tips on relationships Hey, you don't wanna miss, ready, here we go Keep it tuned in, Heavy Crown Radio Super entertaining, yeah, that's for sure Keep it tuned in, Heavy Crown Radio I am so nervous about this. I don't even I would know what possessed me to do this, but someone had emailed me saying that I never did the 73 questions episode that I'd mentioned, and I can't quite recall what episode that I had that in, but I figured I'd start it and just do it today. Why not? So I'm a little nervous because this is going to be like rapid fire questions that I have not seen, and it's just going to kind of spout them off to me. And I, you kind of like put in your interests and everything and It just kind of pops off at you. So we shall see what um, happens here. So I'm going to start and I'm just going to press the first one. Does your name have a special or significant meaning? Ooh, that's a good one because actually it does. My name is derived from the Greek god of wine, Dionysius. And as a kid, I learned this information and I did not find it at all entertaining. And I was like, ew, that's it. Like some people's names meant like beautiful or something like that. And I'm like, here I am named after this dude who's like the god of wine, which I would come to find out in my adulthood was very, very relevant because now I am probably the queen of wine. Well, actually, no, I'm probably like the junior queen um, because I do know who the real queen is. Um, <laughs> but I just remember smelling like my grandparents' red wine at the dinner table as a kid and being like, ew. Sorry, somebody's texting me. Let me shut this off. <laughs> Disrupting. How dare they? Um, but anyway... Yeah, I remember smelling my grandparents' wine at the dinner table and it was like red wine and it was like very, very like full-bodied red wine and it just smelled really gross to me at the time. Now I actually like red wine, um, but I do prefer white wine. I prefer Moscato or something. But um, yeah, I remember smelling that and being like, ew, that's really gross. And now I can totally appreciate wine as an adult and I totally feel that that name is fitting for me. Ooh, next question. Have you ever served on a jury? Yes, actually I have. I have only ever had jury duty one time. Uh, The one time that I did, it was in Rentham District Court, I think. And yeah, that's where it is because I had to go through Foxborough to get there. And it was for a drunk driving case and I was on the jury. Um, It was an interesting little trial that ended in a mistrial. So we never got to go through the whole process, which I was kind of upset about, but I was moving for um, not guilty because I didn't think they had enough evidence against the guy. Um, There was a lot of things that the police didn't put in their reports that I felt were pertinent. And I just didn't think I'm I was always told as, you know, a professional coder that if it isn't in the documentation, then it didn't happen. And I think that the same thing applies to police reports. If you don't put it in the report, it didn't happen. So It may have happened, but you didn't document that it happened. So to me, I kind of felt like that was justification. And there was a lot of other factors involved in that as well. But yeah, long story short, I have served on a jury. Okay, next one. Um, Ooh, what do you think people undervalue today? I think people undervalue 
the art of conversation. I think people prefer to like write down their feelings in text. People have arguments over text because they can't talk to somebody in person. And I'm a very direct person. I enjoy actually deep conversation in person. I like to get soulful like that and have a conversation about things that mean something to me. And I love hearing things that mean things to other people. So to me, that's something that I value that I wish everybody else valued. Okay, number four, I believe this is question number four. How well do you stand your ground? (laughs) I, I don't think I need to answer this one. I think we all know the answer to that. I stand my ground very well. I really do. I do not back down. So yeah, <laughs> that was a good one though. And oh, this is this is like kind of off topic. This is weird, this one. In a relationship, do you believe in joint or separate bank accounts? I'm going to say this just because I, I feel like it's time to be a realist. Um, I think back in the day, it was, you know, having a joint bank account was something that was, you know, looked at as, okay, my money is your money. But at this day and age, I personally feel that it's good to have separate bank accounts. I don't see anything wrong with having separate bank accounts. I don't look at it as like, ooh, let me like, you know, go off on a tangent and spend you money. I mean, at the same time, I would not mind having a joint bank account because I'm not trying to go spend, you know, my significant other or future husband's, you know, millions of dollars or whatever it is. Um, But yeah, not that anybody's going to have millions of dollars, but you don't know. Um, but I'm definitely not in out to spend other people's money. I don't like to. I like to spend my own, but I'm very, you know, considerate of what I buy now. I wasn't always, but now I'm very conscious and I know the value of a dollar because I do upkeep my own household. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I believe in, in both. It depends on the situation. It depends on your partner because I know a lot of people, especially men, are very particular about money. And I think if a man feels a certain way about money and you feel a certain way about money, then it's probably best to have separate bank accounts. And I'm just throwing this out there. One of the couples that I know that has the best relationship, they have separate bank accounts and they never fight about money. So maybe there's something to that. All right. Number six, click on that one. Oh, do you think people should limit their cell phone use? 100%. I will tell you that there are some days I have to surgically remove my phone from my hand. And then there are days that I don't want to touch it at all. Like there are some days that my phone dies and I don't even care and I don't even put it on the charger. The only reason I put it on the charger is so that I can have an alarm to wake up to in the morning. But The one thing I can honestly say is that I do spend, you know, a little too much time on my phone sometimes and I like to unwind. I like to unplug and I think that we should all try to be more cognizant of that, especially around people, because I don't think there's anything worse than going out on a date and someone putting their phone on the table like that is just that's like my one trigger thing that I'm like, what are you expecting a call? Like, I mean, if you have children or something, that's one thing. But I think if you're a single man and you're bringing your phone with you and you got it on the table, like you should keep it in your pocket. Like I'm not going to put my phone out there because I'm not going to try to be, you know, answering texts or whatever during the date. Like I'm trying to give you my full attention. So if I'm giving you my full attention, I expect that in return. And here's another question. Oh God, I'm scared. Okay. What is special about your hometown? This is a really good one. Um, I think what's really special about Randolph is that it's incredibly diverse. 
I've never seen anywhere else on the planet quite like Randolph because there is such a mixture of like, there's such a mixture of cultures and, you know, ethnicities, races. And it's just, it's really amazing, honestly. Like, I think it's, that's the kind of place that people peacefully coexist. And I really like that about my um, hometown. And I'm very proud of that. Next question. What does that say? Oh, how did your parents meet? Okay, so I think my mom was 17 and my dad was like 18 and 19. And they met at Frank's. Not the foxy lady. They met at Frank's. Back when Frank's was Frank's and Frank's had a bar. My dad, I remember my mom saying my dad bought my mom a Coke. And um, they were dating. And that's it. That's how they met. Okay. Do you appreciate and learn from criticism? 100% I learn from it and appreciate it because I think that in life you need to have people around you that check you and not check you in a way that's insulting, but people that bring you back to earth and say, okay, so this is what you said. Maybe you could have said it differently. I think, you know, and it's always, it's about constant self-improvement and evolving. And I think if you don't have people like that in your life, then I feel very badly for you because I don't want yes people in my life. I want people that are going to call me on my bullshit. And the few close friends I have are the types of people that will call me on my bullshit. So I appreciate that. Would you rather have endless love or endless money? Because of the fact that I'm kind of cynical about love right now and you know, I actually did want a relationship for a long time and now I'm kind of, I guess because of the things that I've gone through in the past year, I'm just kind of, I guess, adverse to it. Plus like I found when I've thought about thinking about being in a relationship, I get a little bit nervous and I'm like, I don't know if I want that. So I'm a kind of a little bit of a commitment phobe, but um, I'm going to quote 50 Cent on this one and say, you know, find out when you're broke, love won't get you on the bus. So I'm going to go with endless money. <laughs> Just because I feel like, you know what, money isn't going to wake up one day and tell you it doesn't love you anymore. And I know that the question said endless, but honestly, I'm a cynic right now. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Somebody somebody come change my mind, please. All right. Have you ever owned a goldfish? That's an odd question to ask somebody. Um, yes, I did. I had several goldfish named Captain Hook, and that was my goldfish's name. When should you reveal a secret you promised you wouldn't reveal? The answer to that one is never. Even if somebody didn't promise you not to reveal it, I think that you can use common sense and know that there's certain things that you do and don't disclose about people. And the second that I have somebody in my life that I see doing that, I immediately stop trusting them. And I trust people very, you know, lightly as it is. I share very light information unless you're super close to me. But you have to be really careful with people because you have to be careful who you tell things to, who you share deep personal information with, because not everybody's on your side. All right. How much affection do you need to be happy? That's a good one. I would say I am a fair mix of Get over here and love me, but also leave me alone. I like to be snuggled and cuddled, and I like to be loved and adored, but I also like my space. I think that it's important to have a fair amount of like 50-50 where you have time for yourself, but you also make time for the person you're with. I don't think you need to be together 24-7. I just, I don't feel like that's conducive to a healthy relationship. You have to have your own types of stuff that you do. And you have to allow the other person space because 
I think that's a recipe for a good relationship. I just do. Notice I'm not in a relationship, but that's something I've learned, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think I can give good advice through my own trials and tribulations and finding, you know, things that I did wrong, things that other people did wrong, and just building on that from there and figuring out how I can navigate that best in the future. What was the most memorable class you ever took in high school or college? So I'm going to go with this class that I took in college. It was called Is Life Worth Living? It was a very interesting class. Um, The guy who taught it was actually really awesome. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but um, he was very insightful and he really kind of like struck a chord in me and got me to think about certain things because at the time I was a very, very devout Catholic, (laughs) if you can believe that, and he said one thing in class one day and he said, you know, allow me to be crass for a moment, but what if there is no God? And because of, you know, I was raised very strict Catholic, I packed my bags up, I put all my books away and I got up to leave and he's like, Denise, what's going on? And I said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to sit here and let you tell me that there's no God. That's just, I'm sorry, that's, I'm not going to sit here. And he respected it and I left and then I came back to the next class and he said, I'm not trying to like insult anybody's religion. I just want you to open your mind to the possibilities of other things. And I, you know, I guess in in my religion, and I'm not really a practicing Catholic anymore, but I would say that you're taught not to question that. And I think that's true in any religion that you don't question um, the existence of God or Jesus or, you know, wh- whoever you worship. You know, I will say I do believe in God, I do believe in Jesus, but I don't side with, um, I don't co-sign a lot of what the Catholic Church endorses in terms of some of the hateful things that come out. Um, But I will say that I, you know, I appreciate religion and I appreciated that class for kind of opening my mind to think that. I mean, this this class didn't cause me to leave the Catholic religion. That's not what it is. But it caused me to explore my own my own thoughts and what my own beliefs should be and kind of shaping myself because, you know, religions type tend to mold you into what you should be and what how you should live your life. And I wanted to live my life in a way that was meaningful, not only to me, but, you know, to contribute to the world. Okay. What are you unapologetic for? I would say I'm unapologetic for my intensity and my passion. When I'm very passionate about something, people can tend to be a little adverse to me and that's fine. Um, I don't disagree with people and just automatically think that my opinion is law. I automatically will say, you know what, there's two sides to every story. Tell me yours. Give me your rationale. And I am very intense and I won't apologize for it. I used to try, like I said in the last episode, I used to try to stifle myself to not be as intense, but I'm not going to stifle myself to make other people comfortable when this is who I am, and I can't change that, and I won't. When you were a kid, (laughs) I can't even read this, this is too good, when you were a kid, did you ever run away from home, and if so, why? So here's the thing. I don't exactly remember why I ever ran away from home, but I ran away from home on multiple occasions. Um, it didn't last very long. My father would always come get me, um, but I'd made I made it pretty far down down like the streets one time where like I almost got to the center of town, and my father was like, "Kid, you got balls. You got balls, kid. You made it a lot further than I did." But it got to the point where um, I think when I was seventeen. 
my sister was like, she'd answer the phone because we had a, we had our own separate phone line because we were tying up my parents' line, talking to people a lot, and they got us our own phone line for our bedrooms. So my boyfriend at the time called, and <laughs> my sister goes, "Don't worry, John. Denise ran away, but she'll be back home. Don't worry. She does she does this all the time." And I wasn't a bad kid. Like, I wasn't somebody that was running away to do drugs or go drinking. I just needed time to, like, clear my own head. And it was my own way of, like, I guess, asserting my independence of, like, I'm packing a bag and I am out. I am out. And I don't even remember what I was rebelling against. I don't know what they, they must have told me I couldn't do something or go somewhere. And they were probably within the, within reason. They were probably within their rights. I don't remember my parents ever being unreasonable when I was a kid. What is the last thing you did that you were really proud of? I don't know because I get I get nervous to be, I guess, proud of things that I do. And I, I think because, like I said, you know, the Catholic religion, you're taught that pride is a sin. So sometimes I find it hard to be proud of the things that I've done. I mean, when other people are proud of me, I'm really uncomfortable because I'm like, I don't know how to like take that. Um, but... I'm pretty proud of myself, I guess, for like overcoming a lot of the emotional and, you know, physical things that have happened to me in my life. And I will say that I'm proud of that. I'm proud of myself for being strong. That's one thing I'll say. I'm proud of myself for my resilience. Oh, here's an interesting one. Is slash was your wedding ceremony big or small and intimate? Now, like I said, I'm a cynic. Um, at the moment but what I can say is that I already kind of I've been engaged I planned the you know extravagant wedding out and I will say this that if I ever do get married it would be a small 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 event I would like to think it would be me and that person just going to an island and that's it Um, maybe like my parents and that person's parents but that's about it I mean I wouldn't want anything like big and extravagant like I just I don't know to me I just feel that that's just not it's not what I want anymore I think I've just come to a different phase in life oh god oh okay how was your first real kiss and who was it oh and I promised you guys I would answer these god okay all right I'll answer this I guess my first real kiss was okay um I was 12 years old it was Danny Mazeo and yeah it wasn't bad you know it is what it is (laughs) that was so embarrassing to admit okay has work ever come between a relationship you were in and how okay so my senior year of college was when I got my internship in Illinois And it was either stay here and not go or, you know, stay here and stay in my relationship. I decided to go and I don't regret it. Um, I think it's something you need to do to grow, especially if you're young. I don't think you should limit yourself. I don't think you should just automatically like, I mean, as much as you love the person, I don't think you should limit yourself in the things that life brings you and the things that you need to do. I think that... Um, obviously as you get older, it's more important to be inclusive with your partner. But I think when you're young, you can't just, you know, bank on somebody and give up a good opportunity. So that's my life advice. This one's going to be tough. 
What has been the hottest loss you've had to take? I would probably have to say losing both of my grandmothers um, six months apart in 2016. That was really difficult and it wasn't a good year. It just, it sucked. That was really hard. Oh, if you could have someone serenade you over a candlelight dinner, who would it be? Okay, I think we all know the answer to this one. Obviously, Drake. There wouldn't be anybody else in this world that I'd want to serenade me over dinner. Who do you matter the most to? My mom and my dad. When have you ever made the first move? So, you know that term, don't shit where you eat? There's definitely a meaning behind that. I met this guy at work years ago, maybe like, I don't know, maybe three years ago. And we, <laughs> I met him, I think, when I was getting coffee downstairs. And then every time I saw him, I was like, wow, this guy's really cute. And then I kind of strategically placed myself in a situation where like he would walk by me and I noticed he started doing the same thing. So I was like, all right, we're playing a little cat and mouse here. So one day he came up to me like, and I, it was the worst day ever. I was like, oh my God, I don't have any makeup on. Like, I can't believe he's coming over to me. I'm just going to pretend I don't see him. Maybe he won't say hello. But he did. He came over and asked me um, what I was like studying because I was studying for another test back then that I was going to take for some credentials. And it was all downhill from there. He wound up um, realizing that I replied to an email and it, the email was like a month ago, but he went back in time and sent me an email. I was like, oh, I didn't know this was you. And the emails went back and forth and then it turned a text and then it turned into like us seeing each other and we were like water and oil. We just could not like, it, it didn't work out. But yeah, don't make the first move at work. Maybe make the first move outside of work. This is weird. Are you any good at burlap sack races? Well, I haven't done one in a long time. I did those like in the 90s. <laughs> and my knees aren't the same as they were in the 90s, so I doubt I'd be good any good at them now. Ooh. What what is the biggest sign of weakness in a person? To me, I would say that the biggest weakness or the biggest sign of weakness would be somebody who can't think for themselves, like somebody who allows other people to influence their decisions and allows other people to think for them. You need to have a strong mind and you need to be able to make your own decisions. And if you can't make your own decisions or if you're a weak, that weak minded that like somebody has can, you know, can control what you do, then I think that that's a sign of weakness. You have to be able to make your own decisions. What is your kryptonite? My kryptonite is a person that shall not be named. Next. <laughs> What's the last thing you took a picture of? Oh, I took a picture of my nephew, the one I posted on Facebook the other day, um, of him holding a phone receiver in his hand. Because I was like, hey, this is how I used to kick your mother off AOL back in the day. I was like, let me take a picture of you with the receiver in your hand. And of course, I sent it to my sister. She never wrote back to me because she doesn't write back to my text. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, this one just says the biggest misconception. Doesn't say about what. Does that mean what's the biggest misconception about me? I don't really know what people misconceive about me. Nobody's ever told me that they were like, oh my God, I thought you were a bitch or I thought you were this or I thought you were that. Um, so I don't really know 
what a misconception about me could be. Okay, I think this is number 31. What did you think was stupid until you tried it? So I was never into Game of Thrones and people used to be like, oh my God, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, oh my God. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, these people, like anybody who, I thought anybody who liked Game of Thrones was like, they just drove me crazy. And then I started watching it and I was like, oh my God, I was addicted and I realized why people were like so just sucked in because I got sucked in. Um, But you already know I hated the finale, so I'll move on to another question. Ooh, how do you resolve conflict? Um, So I would say my resolution of conflict is I like to communicate with people. And my biggest, you know, gripe is that people don't communicate enough when something's wrong. And I'm very direct. So when I find something wrong, I want to communicate with that person in a positive way to try to resolve it. And some people aren't like that. Some people are passive aggressive. Um, But my way is very direct. Ooh, could you ever go out with someone just because they're rich? No. I will tell you this. I actually went on a date with a guy who had this like $6,000 a month penthouse, was a doctor, and I felt disrespected by him. So I walked out. And I will say this, I think guys who don't have money tend to treat you better. But the problem with guys who don't have money are that if I make more money than them, it becomes a problem in the relationship. And that's been a factor for me before. So I need to have a man that makes just a little bit more money than me just so he can still feel like he's the man. What are you too hard on yourself about? I would say I'm probably my, I'm definitely my own worst critic. Um, I'm somebody that just doesn't, I I hop on shit all the time in my own head. Like, why did you do that? Like, you could have done better. You could have done this here, this there. And I rip myself apart. But, you know, when I really think about it after the fact, I'm like, why did I beat the shit out of myself for something that isn't even that big of a deal. But I just, I think I just have this OCD of striving for perfection. And when I like feel like I'm missing the mark or I'm not, you know, the bar that I set for myself is so high that if I don't reach it, I get really, I get really mad at myself. And that's something I have to work on. That's probably my biggest flaw. What is the biggest city you've ever been to? Ooh, Los Angeles for sure. In any of your relationships, what was the hardest challenge to face? Um, again, I would say communication. I've definitely worked on my communication skills since my last relationship um, and the last few people that I was seeing. Um, the last guy I was seeing, we had we did not communicate well, and I think he was, you know, very fiery, and I was very like you know, soft and sweet. And I don't know, I don't, it just, we didn't communicate enough. And I think if we had, it would have been different. It would have been, you know, I would have probably walked away sooner. All right, next question. Oh, I, I I know I said I would answer all, all questions and I wouldn't plead the fifth. This is going to be a tough one. Has an issue ever divided your family or a specific relationship? Yes. 
you're not asking me why, so I'm not going to get into the why. I'm just going to say yes, because I'm not going to speak on certain people. What is your blood type? I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, that's probably something I should know. I think I've been told before. I think my mother told me a long time ago, or some doc told me, but I actually have no idea. So if it's in my medical records somewhere, that would be awesome. I'll have to check. That's probably something I should double check just in case I ever need a transfusion. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What is one thing that you'll never be associated with? I would say I don't like to associate myself with people who are racist. I think that really bothers me. I just, I can't get down with that. Have you ever been alienated? Yes, actually just recently um, I was at an event and everybody was acting really weird and there was like a reception or something happening after that and nobody invited me and everybody was like very like hush hush about it and I was like, all right, what is the big deal about me going or not? And I just kind of got in my car and left and I was like, you know what, dude, like it's just not worth it anymore to like make an effort to have relationships with certain people. If they don't want you around, they should just say so, in my opinion. It was just weird, and there's no reason for it either. Like, I could understand if I was some kind of asshole, but I'm not, you know? So that's the one thing for me. I mean, I discussed it with a few other friends, and they were like, you know what? You were doing the right thing. Let it go. Do you have a propensity for anything? I have a propensity for... guys that look like they were chiseled by God himself Um, definitely Hispanic guys Portuguese guys I love Portuguese guys I don't know why it's just every guy that I have happened to meet in the last like I don't know all my all my serious boyfriends were Portuguese so it just happened I don't know how it happened but it just did Would you ever let your parents pick out a partner for you? Absolutely not. (laughs) And, ooh, I actually, this one I actually really want to tell you about. When did you first realize life was short? I think I might have been about 26. And I found out at work that this kid had died that I, you know, kind of worked with. It wasn't really like a coworker, but he was, he worked for like, a vendor, I want to say it was. And I went to his memorial service. And when I was there, um, he was about three years younger than me, very accomplished young man. And as I was listening to, you know, his friends come up and say a few words and all these things, I started to realize, like, what am I doing in my life? Like, I'm wasting my life, you know, not professionally, but personally, I just felt like I am wasting my personal life. I'm wasting the best years of my life and I'm not happy. And I, that's when I decided I ended, um, I ended a relationship. That, that was hard for me, but at the same time, it was just like, it, was, it wasn't working out and I needed to acknowledge that it wasn't working out and I wasn't getting what I wanted and what I needed as a woman. And sometimes you just have to really see that. And I realized life is very short. You don't have a lot of time here, so you don't want to waste it I don't want to say I wasted my time on him, but you you know, because I didn't, but you don't want to waste it feeling like you're unhappy. Is there anything, oh, is there, sorry, I couldn't read that right. 
Is there any merit to following feng shui in your home or feng shui? I don't know how you say it. I might apologize if I butchered that. I totally believe so because I have Chinese coins in a corner of my house. I have a painted love rock in the love corner of my house. So, well, not my house, my apartment, sorry. Don't want to talk myself up there and say I have a house, but I always say the house. But it's, um, it's de- I think it's definitely important with like certain energies and stuff. So I, I believe in feng shui. Maybe not everyone does. Is there anything about the opposite sex that you just don't understand? Absolutely. There's a lot of things about the opposite sex that I just don't understand. Um, I think they just have this ability to separate their emotions, which is funny because I had a professor in college tell me that a breakup is much harder for a man. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, right. No, it's not. It is definitely not. It's much harder for a woman because to me personally, I feel like men are able to separate their emotions and just detach very quickly. And I don't think women are much like that. So that's what really bothers me about the opposite sex is I just feel like they're very emotionally detached very quickly. They're able to just like shut it off. Describe your worst date ever. I've had several really, really awful dates and I can't like think of one specifically that was super horrible Except for the one about the guy where I was at dinner, and I think I've already told this story, but he told me over dinner, like, I didn't even have my fork on the plate yet, the plate was still hot, and he told me he enjoyed having his prostate massage during sex, and I was like, I need to get out of here, this is just not, no, no, sorry, you don't tell somebody that, like, you just met me, we're having dinner, that's just weird, I, you have to kind of question who they are as a person, so that was the last that was the first and last date with him. Someone you want to walk a mile in your shoes. I would probably say the last guy that I dated because I would want him to see how he treated me and I would want him to kind of feel it in the way that I felt it and the way that it hurt me, the things that he did. The main thing that you and your bestie have in common. So we are both very into self-improvement and, you know, that's uh, that evolving of the self-improvement, making sure that, you know, we're self-aware and that if we make a mistake or, you know, we have a situation that we're, we might be questioning ourselves in, like, did I say the right thing here? Did I do the right thing? You know, we, we just kind of bounce that those type of ideas off of each other. And I, it's it's very helpful. And she's such a self-aware person that she's helped me become more self-aware, which is great. Something you want to forget, I would say, I'd like to, sometimes I I say that I'd like to go back in time and just redo everything, but then I wouldn't be the person I am today. So if there's something that I I've want, to, want to forget, I've probably already forgotten about it because I can't think of anything that's like triggering me offhand. Fanciest place you've ever dined at. Trader Vic's in Beverly Hills. That is a really nice restaurant. Very good Mai Tais. I think that's where the Mai Tai originated. Um, Very good food, very good drinks. (laughs) If you live to be 100 years old, will you want to do something extra special? No, because I'm hoping not to live to 100 years old. Life is tough enough. It's much more difficult now than it was back in the day. 
and I hope to die in my late 60s. <laughs> Have you ever done a criminal background check on someone you've dated? Yes. If, I, if you've dated me within the past few years, I've definitely done a criminal background check on you before I go out because I'm not trying to, you know, wind up in your trunk or wind up in, you know, the Super 8 motel, waking up in a tub full of ice, missing a kidney. Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do that. So just want to make sure you're a solid individual and, you know, maybe you got a couple packing tickets, but that's it. What is a recent compliment you received? Um, people have been complimenting me on the podcast, which I've found really nice and really rewarding because this is something I've worked on for a while and something that means a lot to me. So I appreciate that. <laughs> How many times have you fallen in love? So the amount of times that I've truly been in love, I would say twice. I would definitely say Sergio and John. What do you owe yourself? I think everybody owes themselves respect. I definitely owe myself a lot of respect. I owe myself a lot of credit for the things that I've been through, the things I've survived, the things that I have learned the hard way on that I've had to navigate in life. I think I definitely have to give myself more credit than I do. And oh my God, we, I hate these questions. I hate this, the, not these questions, but I hate these types of questions. Where do you see yourself in 10 years time? I'm going to be honest with you, I have no idea because anytime I've had like some type of plan, it doesn't go accordingly. So therefore, I don't like to make plans. I like to live day by day. And that's one of the things I actually learned, as I was saying before, when that young man died, I kind of took a step back and thought to myself, all right, I need to make sure that I know what I want, but I want to live in the moment. I want to live day by day and see how that goes. Oh, oh, this is an easy one. Everybody's going to know what my answer will be. Who is the legend of all legends in your opinion? Bro, Tom Brady, of course, the GOAT. I'm always going to say Tom Brady. Can you honestly say you're enjoying your life right now? I'm enjoying my life. I'm definitely going through a little bit of a hard time right now, a little bit of a rough patch, but... You know, I'm working on it. I'm working through it. And I'm just trying to get myself to a good place where, you know, things are better. I think that there's just some challenges, but I've never met a challenge I couldn't face. Do you think marriage is still sacred in today's society? I am going to say yes and no, because I do know some people who value the sanctity of marriage. And then I also see people who just get married for the wedding. And so I'm going to have to say a little bit of both, I guess. I just think that, you know, I don't want to say marriage is dead because I don't believe that. But it's it's definitely a little bit of both. Some people I think value it. Some people I think don't. Oh, this is a weird one. Do you believe the government hides technology and information from the public? Absolutely. I mean, I think they have to in some circumstances because of the fact that, you know, a lot of things are classified. If we knew certain things and other countries knew certain things, shit would get real, you know? You have to keep some things classified, especially like new technology they're working on and other things. I think that's important to keep private. But there are certain things that I definitely think should be made public, and I definitely think that we deserve to hear more. Have you ever been rejected by anyone? 
Well, of course I faced rejection. I think everybody does, you know, and obviously it's not fun. It's not an exciting thing. It's not something we want to have happen to us, but I think you shouldn't let it deter you from what you really want. I think you should just let it build you and make you stronger. What are you never satisfied with? I'd say I'm, it's not that I'm never satisfied, but I guess technically you could say that. I'm constantly just on a path of trying to outdo myself and trying to elevate myself more in, you know, a way that's, that I'm proud of. So I'm always like, all right, I want to do this. Like now that I've hit this, you know, benchmark, I want to get higher here and do this. And I want to, you know, so I guess I'd say I'm never satisfied with what I accomplish because like I said, I'm a perfectionist in certain circumstances. So it's, it can be difficult for me to accept Certain things, like, I remember walking away from, like, my grandmother's eulogy feeling like I did the shittiest job ever, but everybody else that spoke to me thought I did a beautiful eulogy, but I still felt like it wasn't good enough and I still wasn't happy with it. And that's happened to me quite a bit in my life, and I think I just have to learn to be proud of myself and to not beat myself up to the point that I'm not happy with what I've done. What is your birthstone? I was born in May, so it's an emerald which is a beautiful stone, by the way. It's a beautiful shade of green. Do you worry about what other people think of you? I would say in certain circumstances, I worry about offending people. I worry about hurting people's feelings. But in terms of like people who are like negative and like naysayers, no, I don't worry about what those people think of me because they're not paying my bills. Are you putting any part of your life on hold? Um, I would say I'm definitely putting my dating life on hold right now. I'm trying to focus on myself and the things that I want to achieve in my life. And I want to find the right person for myself. And I'm not ready to do that right now. I'm ready to just do my own thing. If you could erase someone's memory, who would it be and why? All right. So if you're listening to this, Rob, I would totally love to erase your memory of that New Year's Eve where I had meningitis and I took antibiotics and drank and puked everywhere. I totally want to erase that from your memory forever. Like I never want you to think about it again. I'm upset that I'm even mentioning it. But yeah, let's forget that and wipe that out. Has your life gone according to how you envisioned it? Definitely not. My life has turned out really well. I'm actually really proud of myself. I'm pretty proud that in the region I live in that I'm able to afford my own apartment and that I'm able to, you know, afford my lifestyle. And not that I have this super ritzy lifestyle or anything, but I definitely feel proud of myself that I'm able to afford a lot of the stuff that I can and I don't waste my money. I know the value of a dollar. So I'm definitely proud of where I am in life. It may not be where I envisioned it going, but it's where I wound up. And I'm not ashamed of it. Oh, this is a kind of a good one. What do you do more of when times get hard for you? So in hard times, I would say this. This is, this is, I'll give you the bad and the good version of it. So when things tend to get bad for me, I've been trying to break myself out of this habit. I, te- I tend to isolate a lot. I tend to just cut everybody off. I don't want to talk to anyone and I just want to stay in my apartment. And that's not healthy. That's not the way to deal with things when things get hard. You know, you have to face them. You have to get up, you know, fight for yourself. And 
when I say fight for yourself, I mean fight for your happiness. Don't, you know, sit around, woe is me. Get up and do something about it. And I know sometimes that's easier said than done because I've, you know, I struggle with anxiety and depression. The good part of this is, you know, I've ordered a lot of books. So I try to read things that will uplift my mind. I also think going to the gym helps because you kind of are able to de-stress and that's something that's major for me because lately I just feel stressed out about certain things. Luckily, I have a gym right down the street from my home. I also have a gym across the street at work, which is nice. Those are things that I definitely try to do. I also like to do face masks and just pamper myself when I'm feeling low and that tends to kind of bring me back. What excuse do you tell yourself all too often? Oh man, I would say I'm the queen of making excuses for people. If I, if I was a defense attorney, I'd be a damn good one because I'm so good at being like, oh, you know what? This is why this person was doing this. Like I can come up with a reason for why they're behaving the way they're behaving when in all reality, they're behaving the way they're behaving and they should be treated as such. So that's something that I make. Ex- I make excuses for people in my life and I need to stop doing that, which I actually think I've gotten better at. How easily do you fall in love? Does it take a while or is it pretty quick? I would say it definitely takes a while for me because I'm not the kind of person that just falls for just anybody and is like so in love. And it takes a while because it takes a while for me to trust people. And I'm not super trusting because of things that have happened to me in the past. And I definitely don't take the past out on a new person. But I'm cautious. I'm very cautious with my hat because I've had it broken quite a few times. So I'm pretty good at gauging situations and people and learning how to trust people. And when I don't feel like someone's trustworthy, that's when I'm just, I'm out. How much do you trust your own instincts? I definitely trust my own instincts because I have gotten these feelings before where I've been getting ready for a night out and my hat has told me, do not go. Something in my heart, my gut is like, do not go. And typically now when I get those feelings, I will cancel plans and not go because of the way that that things have turned out before. And I think if I listened to myself more and listened to my own intuition, I probably could have saved myself a whole lot of heartache and a whole lot of problems. But yeah, I definitely trust my own instincts completely because when that, when I get that feeling that something's not right, I'm usually dead on. Ooh, and here's the last question. Where is one place you hope to visit before you die? I want to go to Bora Bora and go to one of those like little baby cabins that are like above the gorgeous water. And then you can look through like the floor and see like fishies swimming below. I think that's pretty cool. Like I kind of want that little compound type of thing. The way that, um, kind of like, the I don't know if you've ever seen that episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians when they went to Bora Bora, but I was like, oh, that's the kind of vacation I want. The one where Kim was crying because her $75,000 earring fell to the bottom of the ocean and somehow Kylie found it. I don't really think that happened, by the way. I think that they gave it to Kylie and Kylie just happened to come up like, oh, here's your $75,000 earring because I'll tell you, I've lost earrings in the ocean before, never found them again. Just saying.
Oh my God, I am so thankful that none of those were that terrible. There was a few that caught me off guard, but it is what it is. I answered them all. I think I did pretty good. I didn't uh, plead the fifth on anything, like I said. So I'll be back soon with a great new episode for you. Thanks for listening, my loyal royals.